Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can I, can I tell you my fast homemade tomato sauce? So you just need one oven tray and fill it up with a mix of red onions, red capsicum and tomatoes. When they're all roasted up nice, just get out your stick blender, splash of olive oil, splash of vinegar and um, a dollop of garlic and a splash of chilli sauce. Tomato sauce to die for and just put it over everything. It can make chicken taste nice. It can make a can of tuna taste nice. Today we're talking with two nutrition experts and we're going to work out how you can eat really healthily on a budget and when you've got no time, introducing no money, no time. I just wanted to jump in and say thank you for listening. We've come a long way, trust me, we have since the very start. We are amateur audio guys, we are rookies, we have no idea what we're doing, we're not in a big commercial studio or have the budget of ABC. Uh, so we are listening to your feedback. We are trying to learn to be better podcasters. And I just want to really thank you for sticking by us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for encouraging us. You'll start to hear some changes for the better. I've just got somebody that's going to edit the podcast now. You will actually hopefully get a, a more polished product. That person's a professional and I'm not. I'm literally sitting in my dining room right now. Jump into the Facebook group if you've got any questions, comments, feedback about anything to do with money, your life, your career. And if you are wondering, I actually edited this episode. So it's not like the quote unquote professional, unless you think I'm a professional, which I'm not. But um, (laughs) anyway, this episode, this interview, it's really fun. And I learned a lot personally, and I hope you're encouraged with your money, with your time and your diet, just as much as I was. Bye. So I'd like to welcome Professor Claire Collins and Dr. Lee Ashton to the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us, Glenn. And welcome to you too, John. Thank you, Glenn, for that <laughs> you uh, beautiful here. welcome. <laughs> Always forget Welcome, about guys. You. Yeah, thanks. thanks. It's, we're thanks, excited to be here and talk about a topic that's really close to our heart. Yeah. And close to ours. Absolutely. And mm. like we've got a page full of questions that I've had to cull because it was such a popular topic in the Facebook group when I mentioned that we were coming up to Newcastle to talk to nutrition experts. So let's let's get dirty. Yeah, let's yeah, jump let's in let's and jump in. So dive through those questions. You're listening to My Millennial Money. You've just launched No Money No Time. Why did you create it? What is it? Yeah. Um so we, we created No Money, No Time as a way to make healthy eating easier for, for young adults. So I remember when I, you know, when I first went to university and I was 18, I moved out of my family home and I started living with, I lived with five other guys at the time and none of us knew where to start with cooking. 
um, you know, we'd have the the two minute noodles with with every meal, and, you know, we'd have takeaways on you know on a on a number of nights, and there was nothing available to us at the time, and we was sat there just wondering, you know, how can we how can we eat healthy during this time, um, and this wasn't just an issue for me. This is an issue for you know for a lot of a lot of people within this age group around Australia and globally. So we know that those who are 18 to 25, they have some of the unhealthiest dietary habits compared to any other age group. So they have lower intakes of healthier foods such as fruit and vegetables and whole grains. Um, but they also have higher intakes of unhealthier foods such as you know sugary drinks and, and red and processed meats. All the good stuff, what you're saying. Yeah, that's okay. right. <laughs> Just clarify. So you're saying eat boring. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're no. not actually. We, um, <laughs> well, back off, We'll show you how to get excited in, um, in no money, no time. But we know that during this age, you know, there's so many transitions which are going on. So, you know, people are moving out of the family homes. Some are starting university. Some are starting employment. There's so many different competing time demands, which makes it really difficult to, to eat healthy. So, so Claire and I have done a lot of research um, over the past, well, I've done it over the past six years and Claire's been doing it for much longer. And, you know, we've gone into the homes of, of young adults. We've, we've looked at the, you know, the equipment that they have, the resources that they have available. And we've, you know, we've spoke to hundreds of different types of young adults to see what they would like in a program and what are the barriers. And, and time and finances were, were the major barriers for this group. And you know, there's a lot of dietary misinformation out there. There's So it's probably worth sort of pointing out what the key features of the website are, aren't they? Yeah. So at the heart of the website is the healthy eating quiz which is a five-minute tool where you rate how healthy your dietary habits are and see where you score. You're smiling at me. How did you go, Glenn? Well, <laughs> comment on that, Glenn? Yeah, so I, I will say if you want to grab your iPhone or your uh, computer. Samsung. Oh, your Samsung. Sorry, John. <laughs> grab your smart device or your computer. Go to nomoneynotime.com.au and you'll be able to complete the healthy eating quiz. The score is based on variety, sure. but why your score is important is that in some of the research that we've done, we know that people who score more highly actually are healthier, so they have a lower risk for heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and even in mm. one of our studies, we showed they visit the doctor less and have lower Medicare costs. Right. But even though we've broken that bad news to you and you've got the score that shows you need more work, the really exciting thing about No Money, No Time is that it's now going to send you recipes tailored to what you want to get out of healthy eating. So, Lee, we set up a put a lot of effort into identifying motivators and barriers, didn't we? Yeah, so a, a really great feature of No Money, No Time is that so once you do the healthy eating quiz, you, you get a score and it identifies certain areas of your diet which needs which needs more more help and, and then you'll get personalized recipes based on those. But the great thing about the recipes is you can also filter them by the motivators. So if you want to improve sports performance or you want to achieve and maintain a healthy weight, you can select that and the recipes will be filtered based on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I selected when I did the quiz to achieve or maintain healthy weight. Right. So the recipes that now get sent to you will be targeted to that. 
But the, another really important feature is when we visited the homes for um, people in this age group, kitchens were highly variable. Some people just had a microwave and one pot. So we also allow you to click on the icons and say, you know, I've got a sandwich press and a blender right. and wow. an oven. So, so the recipes will come to you and, and you will be able to make them. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. So, Lee, you spoke before at the beginning about your experience at university and lack of, um, I suppose, knowledge in a way. Yeah. Didn't mention too much about time or, or finances. How, how important is the knowledge to begin with? Yeah, it's, it's really important. And I think the issue is there's so much dietary information out there and it, it can get really confusing. You know, in, in some, you know, in some sources, they'll say coffee causes cancer. And then the day later, they'll say Coffee's coffee good. cures cancer. Yeah. yeah. So it's really difficult to, to understand what is good for you and what is bad for you. And this is where... Um, no money, no time comes in and helps to address that. So we've got a, a section on there on on diet hacks, myths, and FAQs, awesome. and we address all of those information, all the, all those questions we have based on credible um, scientific information. I was, was going to say they're not just a, a, a lead way to to try and sell a product, are they? They're actually science based evidence and research and, and that's it like do you want to go to an Instagram influencer who is telling you this cures cancer and then she ends up getting arrested and charged or do you want to go to the Newcastle University website I think <laughs> I right. know where I'm going John. Yeah. I think so <laughs> and I think we've taken great pride haven't we Lee in that all of those hacks myths and FAQs you can hyperlink to the references to see where, what the science is underpinning it but we're trying to make it in a format that's easy to read yeah and a one-stop shop to give yeah. people and what they need. I will say you've probably heard Professor Claire Collins on Triple J. You've done a bit with Hack. Oh, no, yeah. Hack. I have done with and Hack, but Dr. mostly Carl. with Dr. Carl. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Carl. And Dr. Lee Ashton, never heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nobody. Lee is our up, up and coming <laughs> yeah. like role model. I'm the next Claire Collins. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's a Manchester lad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And Manchester. they both look fit and healthy, but um, amazingly lean. Yes. <laughs> that's the word, isn't it? Lean. Well, you see, we do everything that's in no money, no time, yeah. essentially, in terms of eating healthy. And I think our other real passion, Lee, isn't it, is trying to make that appealing and easy for people because yeah. I think it makes us feel really sad when people are confused about nutrition. Mm. We want to get the stuff out of our heads and into the website and that, that's what we're doing with the launch of yeah. Money yeah. No Time. It's a bit like looking at an overweight personal trainer, isn't it? Like you've, you've got to live and breathe it yourself. Well, I recently said on a podcast episode, I'm like, there's no way in the world you can ask for dietary advice or health advice from me there's just no way because look at me but john john does iron man he's fit he's healthy i'd be like ask john yeah but i mean my knowledge for nutrition is is still progressing yeah. I, I don't and that's the great thing i, I guess about i'm it. saying yes we've we've come to the source of actual you have great we, data. Data. so yeah. ask us your hardest and it's only question. an hour up the road that's a beautiful thing about it or just one click away mm. at uh, no money no time.com.au now can i ask a question and i yep. don't i don't care who answers it except they just can't be john <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I bet you didn't think this would be this uh, loose, did you, Claire? That's all right. <laughs> She's probably thinking, oh, these are, pro- who are these these? professional <laughs> people. I'm just itching for you to ask me something hard. Okay. Yeah. Well, is healthier food more expensive than unhealthy food? Wow. That, I'm glad you asked that because the answer is absolutely no. Um, but healthier food isn't easier than unhealthy food. So there's been lots of research done in Australia. The most recent one looked at how much would it cost to eat healthy. And so they looked at how much Australian families were spending. And that was, you know, like the two adults and two kids. And they found that on average, people were spending about $640 a fortnight on food. Now that included going out as well. But the scary stat was that 60% of that was on junk food. So whether it was takeaways, you know, the coffees, going out for meals. What they found was that it takes between 20 and 30% of your disposable income to purchase healthy food. So you can definitely save money, but you won't necessarily save time in eating more healthily. Mm. Why is it worth it? If you come to No Money, No Time, we'll show you how to do both. We'll show you how to save time and save money. And And eat healthy. And how to eat healthy. The trifecta. And give you the recipes. So I really hope people can kind of think about how can they squirrel away some time to spend more time in the kitchen. And there's lots of reasons why that's worth doing because, you know, whether you want to just feel better in yourself or you want to, you know, win your triathlon Mm. or, you know, you don't want to get a terrible disease when you're really, really old – We can answer all of those things through food. It's a little bit like, you know, if you're driving your car and you hear there's a petrol station down the road and petrol's like a dollar a litre, like would you rush down there and put that in your car? You might. You might do it once. But what's going to happen to your car if you put dirty fuel in there? that's a good analogy because for those listening, uh, this is a Tuesday if you listen when they're first released. On Thursday in two days' time, we're releasing um, a follow-up episode to this one with a more practical take, not from a nutritional or not from a nutrition point of view, but we actually interviewed a private chef who is the chef for the celebrities and he cooked um, for Bill and Melinda Gates when they snuck into Australia wow. 18 months ago and just yep. so real top end stuff. And on that episode I said, in your car you wouldn't put, you know, if it's a sixty litre tank, there's no way in the world you would put 59 litres in and then to be cheap, pour a litre of water in. Yeah, that's right. But we do it to our own Mm. bodies. Absolutely. So I guess what we really encourage people to do and what I think the recipes in the website lead you to is thinking about how can you pre-plan your meals? You know, like 10 minutes spent roughly writing a shopping list from the meals that appeal to you in the recipes, buying those things, coming home and preparing one or two of them gets you ahead for the week. Now, it will be challenging if you don't have any freezer space, but a lot of things keep in the fridge for at least a couple of days. So if you plan to cook on Sunday and Wednesday, for example, you can save money and get yourself through the hardest part of the week and keep your takeaways just for, you know, like Friday night or Saturday night. But you can really save a lot of money by spending less on the takeaways, taking your lunch to work, packing kids' lunchboxes for school. Sorry, just following up on on what you're saying there, Claire, as well. Um, I think when you compare the the unit of weight 
healthy healthy foods can be can be cheaper than unhealthier foods and there was some research in the, in the census data which showed the amount of money spent on food and almost 50% of that was coming from takeaways and 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 eating out so yeah that could be you know that's a one area there where you can you can help to try to reduce I heard that. a funny comment and Scott McMonigle said it on the podcast episode Divorce and Money mm-hmm. and it was off the cuff we were answer we were answering listeners questions and he said it's crazy everyone was outraged when bananas got to $11 a kilo but you'll go and buy a Snickers bar which is $44 a kilo yeah no yeah. one's outraged by that but i think one of the things we've seen in all the research studies we've done is that people will say, you know what, I actually can cook, but the hardest thing is working out what to cook. Yeah. And that's, again, you know, where we think we're really helping people a lot by assembling these inexpensive, easy-to-prepare recipes. All the recipes have the cost. There's many of them that are like $3 and the time. Many of them are 10 minutes or less. And like we said, you can tailor it to the appliances you've got in your kitchen, even if they're limited. Yeah, that's a good thing about it. A question, and it's just more, I'm just fact-checking the episode that we're releasing in two days' time because we actually recorded it yesterday due to time. I wanted to do it after, but whatever, we're here now. Um, Because if if these guys say he was full of crap, we're not going to put it up. (laughs) (laughs) So Get him to listen to it first. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So Dave basically said a cheap hack um, for home cooking was spend money on decent staples like good quality olive oil, good quality vinegar, good yeah, quality yeah, that's, salt. That's, that's Well, you can leave the salt out. But that's actually true, you know, like spending money on the ingredients. When you go to the supermarket, you spend a lot of money all at once. So mm. people think, oh, no, I've just spent, you know, $150 on groceries. But that's feeding two, three, four, maybe five people the best part of a week. Yeah. So don't be afraid to spend money even if even if you go to the supermarket a couple of times a week because that works better with, you know, how you paid. What we found with the young adults who um, live around this area, um, Lee, I think it wasn't it they were spending $20 three times a week at the supermarket. Yeah, so they – I think because when – they didn't. They didn't plan what they was going to eat. Um, they didn't create a shopping list, so they would just go to the supermarket as and when they needed food. So that was taking up a lot of time, in that they was they was yeah. going yeah. more frequently. But then they were spending more money as well. Yeah, yeah and, and more money a... then on buying a sandwich here or other food to supplement the three lots of twenty dollars. So at it was the almost like a psychological thing. I'd rather possibly spread out the cost, so it's not yeah. that sting of a. $60. But that, that's the underlying message with everything we do, isn't it? Whether it's related to money or, or our health is the preparation in all of that. Like if you want to go for a run, you've got to get your runners ready, right? If you, yeah. if you want to eat properly, you've got to prepare your shopping list and, and know what you want for the week. Absolutely. Um, no and what we think the website's leading people nicely to because you can set up a profile and you can track your progress with the healthy eating quiz over time is we'd like people to do it as their own personal experiment. You know, if their goal really is to feel like they've got more energy, well, log log on, do the quiz, use the recipes, come back and do it again in six weeks and ask yourself, do I actually feel better now as a result? Have I saved money? 
have I saved time? Am I eating yummier food? The answer will be hell yes. Yeah. Like if you're using our recipes. And then, you know, you, you can, you'll work it out for yourself from using the resources we've provided. And the good thing as well is we'll be constantly updating the recipes. So every week there's going to be a new recipe on there. So it'll just, as, you know, it, the more times you revisit the site, there'll be new and exciting recipes. Are the recipes 15 step, three hour prayer, like... 12 ingredients like what what are you doing no there? so that's that was one of the the comments made when we spoke to young adults they said that you needed chef style kitchens you needed heaps of, of different ingredients and a lot of money so we've really taken that into consideration and we there's as very few ingredients required. We tried to keep that as basic as possible. Yeah, and the numbers listed on the recipe as well. So when you, when all the recipes get spat out to you based on the things you've ticked, if there's twelve recipes there, you can pick the one that's got five ingredients and ah, takes okay. three minutes and yeah. costs three dollars, or you can pick the one with twelve ingredients and it takes twenty five minutes. So, so what if I'm a, a fussy eater traditionally that doesn't like celery, mushrooms, or Broccoli, for example. What, what, what do we do? What do I do? We hope that we'll be helping you learn to like a couple of those, by the way. Yep. But you can also tick up any special dietary requirements. So, you know, if you can't have dairy, you're a vegetarian or you're a vegan, the recipes are tailored to that. If you can't have gluten, for example, you'll just get recipes pop into your profile. There's, on top of that as well, there's a long list of foods. So any food you don't like, mm. you can select those and the recipes would be filled cool. by that. So I like that. it's funny, like what you said to John then, Claire, about fasida. Well, basically, <laughs> yeah. it's the example. You might not like broccoli because you actually haven't had it cooked in a good way. So, for example, a lot of people say, Oh, I don't like coffee. And it's like, well, where are you buying your coffee from? Oh, 7-Eleven. Yeah. You don't like bad coffee. I don't like bad coffee either. Yeah. Have you had a good coffee? So it's yeah. kind of like... Yeah, well, yeah. I'll give you a good example of that is a lot of people think they don't like vegetables, whereas some people do find some vegetables more bitter. They're a super taster. Sure. So genetically, they've actually got a lot more taste buds. And so their mm. taste buds are going, you know, ooh, Brussels sprouts taste a bit funny. But... Even people who are super tasters, you can hijack the taste buds by the way you prepare things. Yeah. So something like um, Brussels sprouts, they also contain um, a chemical that has sulfide in it. So when you cook them up, it releases that, you know, that rotten eggs really yeah. gas. But if you dice them, just chop them up in any old way and you stir fry them, and you throw in some pumpkin seeds and a bit of garlic, they taste amazing. You would think they were not even Brussels sprouts. No. And another key thing for people who think, oh, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, you can actually mask that with a cheese sauce and you can make it in the microwave. All you need is a heaped spoon of corn flour mixed into the milk and one cheese slice. You can make the smoothest as cheese sauce that'll cover cauliflower, broccoli, any parsnip, any other vegetables that you think is a little yeah, bit... My wife does that for our icky. kids. and they, Once they've finished it, then they yeah. get told so that I, they've eaten because it. I, I draw a lot of parallels with personal finance to, I guess, fitness, and you could probably go to there with nutrition. It's just habits and behaviours. And if we can nail the habit and behaviour, mm. and I shared on the episode in a couple of days, like I weaned myself off soft drink. So Good on you. I went from full strength Coke to Coke Zero to um, sparkling water. And now all I have at home is 
filter tap. Yeah. Like that's all I have. That's and all yeah. I, and so I think it's, like it's amazing. whether it be money or health or, or whatever it may be, it's our foundations that we've built over the years growing up, isn't it? So um, kids kids can have that education at home or they've had um, take away their whole whole life and they get to Adultsville and it's like, what the hell do I do here? So I'll just do what I've always done. Yeah, that's true. But I guess what we're, we're hoping is that people will see this as like investing in the foundation, so to speak, that spending that time to go through and find the recipes that you like and that are going to save you money and time, you can get everything you want from food. Most of us want to feel better, mm. feel more energetic and, and you're going to save money at the same time. And mm. I think what's important as well is is making those changes whilst they're still young. Yeah. So there's a lot of research which shows habits created as a young adult will continue for the rest of their life. So if that's if, they, if they're cre- creating bad habits now, then they're going to develop chronic diseases much earlier. But mm. if we can make those positive changes now, then they're going to continue that. And then when they start families, they can pass that on onto their children mm. as yeah. well. The other thing that we've seen in some of our research that happens when people eat healthier and start feeling better, we did one study and we found it was associated with a thing called presenteeism. So, you know, um, so absenteeism, that's like, you know, I'm at work, but, you know, the I'm lights are there. on, but there's yeah. no one home. Mm. Yeah. Well, presenteeism is the lights are on and I'm here. So you're likely to notice that you're feeling better at work or sport, whatever it whichever um, area you're spending most of your time is, you'll study better if you're still a student and studying. So it's like the secret but neglected weapon. You know, like I'm a busy person, and um, but I always say, and like even as my kids were growing up, that actually the most important thing I did was stand in the kitchen. And if, you, if you've got young children, if you want them to eat healthy when they're older, most kids learn from their parents or from the adults who cook in their house. Sometimes they're learning from grandparents as well. But that is actually one of the most valuable things you can show them is how to shop, cook and eat healthy and how to enjoy food around a a dinner table essentially. So we believe that No Money, No Time is going to help with all of those things and we're we're really um, happy if people want to shoot us an email once they've you know, actually implemented some of the recipes and Perfect. let us know what their favourites are. So just on that, Claire, do either of you have any, I guess, low-hanging fruit tips slash hacks on how to actually save money on food? Because that's why we're here. We've got no money. We've got no time. Yeah. Help. <laughs> yeah. So some of the cheapest things are actually the most unprocessed. Things like rolled oats, um, UHT milk is super, super cheap. Vegetables and fruits that are on special – and the cheapest sources of protein is actually canned fish, eggs, and your beans and legumes. Now, if you're really short on time, just buy them in the can. So whether it's red kidney beans, good old-fashioned baked beans or black beans or the brown lentils, those are some of your core. And then often frozen veggies, keep them in the freezer. Again, it saves you time and they're often cheaper even than what's in season. Really? Mm. And I think a big one is... Um, even if you're if you're not a vegetarian or a vegan, then try and fit in a couple of meatless meals each week. Uh, so meat and fish are you know some of the most expensive food items on the shopping list. Mm. Um, so that's a good way of increasing your fruit and veg content um, in, in replacing that with with the meat. And then another big one is 
So although fresh fruit and veg is great, um, frozen, canned and dried fruit and veg um, are a good alternative. They, they help retain the nutrients that, and the, you know, they're, they're, they're often much cheaper and they last much longer. So you're not wasting yeah. that fruit and veg. And then I think the other key thing we always talk about, and sometimes because we all do it here, we forget that it's important for other people is taking your lunch from home. Yeah. And because the mornings are usually crazy, especially if there are young children involved, packing your lunch the night before. So leftovers make a great lunch and packing your lunch the night before so everybody can just run out of the house and grab their lunchbox straight out of the fridge or throw the pre-packed or the frozen sandwich into the lunchbox and take off in a hurry. But that will save you heaps. You can't buy a sandwich for less than about $7, but you can buy a loaf of bread for less than $5 and often there's always a type of bread on special for $3 or less. So, you know making up a bunch of sandwiches like egg or tuna and putting them in the freezer if you find making your lunch the night before is still too big a demand on your time. Just at the university here, they have wraps and sandwiches for around about $13. Wow. And it's not really... You can make lunch for a week. Yeah, exactly. So fact or fiction, you've mentioned baked beans and you've mentioned eggs. What gives you gas? That's a great question. You know, that is such a great question that we actually have a link to a story about um, what happens if you hold in a fart on, on the No Money, No Time. <laughs> and I might get that uh, link and put it in the show notes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, the baked beans will lead you to produce more gas right? because they're high in fibre and what happens when the fibres make their way right down to the end of your bowel, which is called your colon or your large bowel, mm-hmm. the bacteria ferment them and they produce more gas. But the reason why people think it's eggs is because the eggs will produce smellier gas. So less, but you'll make more of a statement with an eggy (laughs) fart because it'll release hydrogen sulfide. Whereas, you know, most of the farts produced from beans, there won't, there won't really be any hydrogen sulfide there. Mm. It's, it's actually meat that produces smellier farts than your high fiber foods. And that's because of an amino acid that also has sulfur in it. And that, that, that um, when you have a really high meat intake, some of it makes its way to the colon and the nasty bacteria. Is that work. because it's come from the from the animal in the first place? Well, it's in an, an amino acid. Cysteine yeah. is an amino acid that's in protein, mm. in some in some types of protein. Right. So if you're going on a first date, stay clear of the uh, <laughs> the meat prior. Yeah, the big meat meal. Veg- vegetarian. And yeah. don't walk there because you produce more gas about an hour after eating. So, you know, don't have a snack and then walk to the hot date. Because you're not going to make the right kind of impression. <laughs> Interesting. Should we move on to some listener questions? Yeah, great. Just before we move on to some questions from our listeners, there is so much noise out there and we keep saying this. So we're at the kind of coalface of what's science and actually proven. So there's the fads about sugar. Sugar will kill you. There's the paleo stuff. There's the FODMAP stuff. There's the juice smoothie diet. There's all this stuff, right? And it got to the point where I was scared to eat a banana and an apple because apparently that's sugar. I mean, am I allowed to eat a banana and an apple today? Like... What's the deal with Yeah, it's really confusing, isn't it? People mix up white table sugar, which is called sucrose and is highly refined, with the naturally occurring sugars that are in things like vegetables, fruit, grains and milk. 
those types of sugars come packed with dietary fibres, a whole bunch of vitamins and minerals, which are a little bit like the spark plugs in, in a car and that are absolutely essential for your car to run properly. So when the naturally occurring more complex sugars or or even the simpler sugars come packed in a whole food that you've picked off a tree or dug up from your garden, they come with fibre and vitamins and your body can digest and process slowly. When it's pure white sugar just dissolved in a fizzy drink, your body doesn't have to make any effort to digest and absorb that. There's almost no nutrients and it's those sugars that are doing you harm. So am I allowed to have two bits of fruit a day? Go for it. In fact, you know, you you can have more fruit pieces of fruit than that per day and that's way, way better than eating a chocolate bar. It's funny, I went to the movies the other night and before the movie we went to Woolworths. Yep. Some people got some lollies. I got an apple. Good on you. Well, I mean, it it was, excuse the pun, but low-hanging fruit, I've got a chance for a little snack. Yeah. I'll just grab an apple. I don't know how much it was, like 20 And you know, that is a perfect example of how to actually save money and how to get your fruit in. I love apples. For me, in the background, I'm working on the habit. That's what I'm conscious about. And you know the other thing about apples, they last really well in the bottom of a handbag or a backpack or even rolling around in the console of a car. Don't try it with a banana. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, <very well>. it <laughs> doesn't. And but that's well, an easy way. Sorry, Lee. As, um, as well as having the, the two fruit a day, it's also important to get the variety in there. Sure. So rather than having an apple and a banana every single day, it's important to just to mix that up so you get the, the benefit of the nutrients so from all So would you recommend types. we follow the seasonal variety? Like how, how are we doing that? Like what yeah, other options abs- are there? Absolutely. Banana and apple. I'm out of fruit. Pears. <laughs> oh, you got pears, you got mandarins, you got oranges. I love blueberries. Strawberries are cheap this week, $2.50 oh, yeah, a pound. I love strawberries, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you can get them whilst they're in season, that's another money saving tip and as well. Just back to a um because this is, you know, a podcast that I run and I basically do it just for my own personal research and I share it with other people. So I've yep. sucked everyone in. To wean myself off eating ice cream every night. Yes. Um, full fat yogurt with some blueberries and strawberries cut up with a dash of honey on the top just for sweetness. Like, are we, Is that bad? Yeah, that's great that you're doing that and just replace the honey with a sprinkle of cinnamon and then that'll be helping out your teeth and then your dental bills as well because it's the sticky sugars that lead to dental decay. Coffee? We love coffee, don't yeah. we, Lee? Yeah, oh, that's great, great to hear. <laughs> yeah. Coffee is the best news story, don't you think, Lee, in terms yeah. of how the science has and moved it from sinner to saint. Yeah, well, please tell us you're allowed milk with it. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the research, the coffee includes milk. But, yeah, coffee's definitely gone from that do not have it ever because, you know, it's really evil yeah. through to the latest research is showing that it actually lowers your risk for type 2 diabetes in particular and then some specific types of cancers. Mm. So we've got articles about all the good news stories on coffee well, in No Money, No Time. And just well. not have the sugars with it, right? Absolutely. Not the frapper, mega sugary <laughs> syrupy. What was the Zoolander? Soy frapper? Uh, yeah. Mocha frapper? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I just have two long blacks a day. Boring. Sounds great. That's good. 
No, that, <laughs> that sounds great. And I mean, you know, if you want to save money, whether you have the old-fashioned powdery coffee in the jar or whether you buy the pods and serve it up at home, the research doesn't really discriminate on which type of coffee. Right. And what's interesting is so that… So, the researchers, they don't actually ask, does it taste good? That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and and does, do the researchers say you've got to stop it for a day or what? You know, the research actually suggests that the benefits go up with increasing amounts of coffee, but some people are sensitive to caffeine. So a lot of the benefits are there for decaffeinated. So there's all these bioactive things in coffee. We normally only think about caffeine, but things called KWOL and cafestrol, chlorogenic acid and caffeic acid. And it's those chemicals that seem to be able to, they're like anti-clutter chemicals. They clean out the metabolic pathways that make your body more sensitive to the action of insulin and that actually uh, help regulate some of the repair pathways related to uh, cancer. So, you know... With the caffeine in it, you mean? Whether it's got caffeine or not, those four bioactives are present in the coffee. I just now drink coffee only on a full stomach after I've eaten. Yeah. If you're sensitive to caffeine, switch to decaffeinated. But is a decaf, are you processing that to get the caffeine out of it? No, they, they wash it. Yeah, there's different ways of processing. So you can look for one of the ones that's removed it without using the solvents, the chemical solvents. Okay. So you'll need to read the label to track mm. those ones down. But, you know, I think coffee is a very good example of why it's important to keep updating the science because every now and again there's like a little winner gem in there for us all. We've had it. Lee, yeah. red wine, glass a day, good or bad? Um, so red wine, it has, has something called resveratrol in it. And a lot of the research suggests um, that's why why it's good, but it has very minimal amounts of resveratrol. So in order to get the benefits which is shown in the research, you need around about ten <laughs> bottles <laughs> of wine. So the, be- the the negatives of doing that. Um, I know a few people who yeah, probably yeah. do that. <laughs> that's what they're why they're doing. Yeah. In the name of science, you think? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so unfortunately, with alcohol. That is a bad news and that's a story none of us like Less to hear. But not more. Mm. For some of the cancers, it goes up from zero. So, you know, that's that's an, a thing that everybody needs to, in Australia, basically, we're all trying to cut down our alcohol intake. And, and for the party goers at university at the moment, they like to go out on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday and then rest t- till the following week. Um, is that traditionally worse than having one or two a day? Um. For, not for probably the reasons you're thinking. I mean, it's bad for your hip pocket, isn't it? But yeah. it's, it really increases the risk of accidents and, uh, and also, you know, getting injured in a, in a fight, essentially. Right. okay. So but, yeah, for those reasons, it's not, yeah. it's not recommended. Hey, I know I crap on all the time about getting our foundations in place, but our personal protection plan is something you need to do today. I know many of our listeners have got this set up, but if you're one of them and haven't already, go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and I'll put you in touch with someone who can guide you through. Generally, there's no cost to have an initial chat. And if you're young, fit and healthy, you need to get this stuff in place today. If you've got a family and you're not covered, hey, what if you freaking died? I'm not messing around. You need to get insured. Do it. Do it now. And anyone that I refer you to will do it the same way that we teach and we talk about here. And that advice provider, wherever you are in Australia, are happy to have a complimentary discussion with you at no cost to see where you're at and see if they can help. So what have you got to lose? Have a chat today. Jump on to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. 
hey, just a reminder, we run two other podcasts, My Millennial Money Property. It's about property. That's all. And if you're under 23 years old, Gen Z Money, it's for you. Check them out now wherever you're listening to this podcast. Stephanie Jamison, frozen versus fresh versus canned versus dried fruit and veg, price versus freshness and the nutritional quality. I mean, that's a, a big question from Steph. But yeah, but it it's an important question because what people often don't realise is that some of the produce that's in the supermarket is sold as fresh, but it can be a number of weeks since it's been picked, whereas most frozen veggies are picked and straight to the factory to snap freeze. So having a mix from a taste point of view and a price point of view of fresh frozen canned, with canned ideally you would pick the lower salt varieties to help with managing blood pressure. But it doesn't really matter. It's whichever's the cheapest and which ones you'll eat and enjoy. So the Snap Fresh, like you see that on the ads, that's a legitimate strategy that snaps in the protein. Yeah, that's legitimate. And often those factories are pretty close to the farms. And many people don't realise a big source of loss of nutrients is actually how you cook it at home. So if you, you know use heaps and heaps of water and you just boil the guts out of it, then you do lose some of the water-soluble vitamins, particularly vitamin C. So you can conserve the vitamins by eating some of it raw and having things like stir-fry, mm-hmm. microwaving so that you don't use you don't need to use any water in Steamed a microwave. Steamed vegetables? Yeah, or steaming. Asking for a friend? Yeah. <laughs> Steaming and keeping a little bit of the crunch factor retains. We don't actually own a microwave. No, he's good, this guy. Yeah, so a steam or or even stir fry because that's very short cooking times. Mm, Sweet. Uh, A question here from Mitchell McLaughlin, which is a better investment, purchasing protein supplements versus natural protein and carbs from food slash vegetables? I would say if possible... You would always look to get your nutrients directly from the food um, rather than going out, purchasing supplements, you know, that they can be very expensive. Um, you know, if you feel you're lacking in, in any nutrients, then I would always advise that it's better to look at changing your diet and lifestyle rather than reaching for those supplements. Is it a fair comment to make that, and this is just Glenn James asking who clearly knows nothing about nutrition, all these big companies that, and they're just booming, like with the supplements, the um, new, or like all the tablets, and the and Rachel asks, Rachel as Rachel Alice asks, there are so many supplements and vitamins out there: olive leaf extract, fish oil, multivitamins, probiotics, collagen. Um, it, with a full, with a balanced diet, going to the website nomoneynotime.com.au and just making stuff. In this day and age, in this Western world that we're living in, should we not need those supplements? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And people feel like it's a like it's a safeguard or like you know like a security thing to maybe take a multivitamin, but you absolutely don't need it. And the main and thing you're making, expensive. yeah, the yeah. main thing you're making is expensive urine. So thirty dollars profit <laughs> for the company. Yeah, <laughs> massive, so, massive amounts. Yeah. So thirty dollars for your typical bottle of something or other. Compare that, you could get a a box of veggies and fruit. There are actually some home delivery services that will deliver you enough vegetables and fruit to feed a family of four 
for $30. So if you um, go to your local fruit and veg producer, just go and see how much you can get for 30 bucks, And that's a way better investment in your overall health and well-being. The other thing I just want to say about those protein supplements, you know the majority of them are just milk powder with a little tincture of this and a touch of that added into it. And again, it's total, total waste and um, you're not actually – you can't store protein. You know, like you can store carbohydrate in your yeah. muscles. Carbohydrate is like petrol for a car. But you can't store a spare car door in your body and that's what you're doing when you're trying to eat protein so, powders beyond your protein needs. Okay, so you're putting protein powders in the same category as your – Extra vitamin C. Absolutely. Or, yeah, right. Absolutely. But I, I will say if you are taking, say, iron tablets because your GP suggested it, mm. speak to your GP before you but go. But you could just have more a, iron in your diet, yeah. right? You've raised a good point, Glenn, because when there's a medical need and be guided by your GP, there are pregnant women, there are a lot of um, young women are more likely to have iron deficiency or iron deficiency anemia and women considering pregnancy are actually recommended to have folate. There are some medical conditions that require vitamins. They're generally all less common. The garden ordinary average one of us out there, we don't need them. So if you think you could have anemia, go and see your GP. Uh, A question here... From oh Glenn James asked the question. Here we go. The only reason I'm asking is I put it in the group and heaps of people did the little like on it. So people want okay, to know. Great. <laughs> Was that you? Yeah. Does organic produce even matter? To be honest, both organic and c- conventionally grown foods provide you know all the nutrients that that we require that we require in a healthy balanced diet. So people. Would, would often choose organic foods for environmental benefits to support local producers. And some, some choose it to reduce the taste of chemicals because you can taste that. But when, if, if you're comparing them both for nutritional value, there's very little difference right. between the two. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. So the nutritional value, you can't be buying organic just based on that. However, if you do want to spend the money and be yeah. sustainable and, and do it that way... Yeah, then that's Absolutely. then that's the choice. But you don't need to feel guilty about not buying organic for a nutrient reason. Right. Yes. And one of the things when money is really tight is that they're generally more expensive. So we'd rather see people at this stage buying non-organic and keeping within their budget and buying more vegetables and fruit than going, oh, no, I can't buy any because organic is so expensive. Mm. So it's more of a question about the environment and if you have the money in order to be able to afford that then go for your life uh, just a question aside in relation to that do you, do you see concerns with like pesticides and things in our fruit and veggies in today's living we are so lucky that we live in australia because we have some of the safest food supply in the world the food standards australia and new zealand have regulations and for all of those levels mm. and Australia comes in way below those. So I think the message is try and buy Australian produce yeah. so that you're getting the benefit of, you know, the vegetables that are grown in this big continent And this can be the got. thing with the noise. Like if there's an online influencer in the States, you know, he or she might have a billion followers and saying only do organic only because, yeah, if I buy apples from California, for example, they'll kill you because they've, <laughs> they've got like Roundup sprayed all over them. Yeah. Like it's just different, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely different. And the one thing that we know 
eating more food that is grown and as close to nature as possible is way better for your health. So what if you go, oh, no, maybe there's some pesticides in veggies and fruit. I won't eat any. What are you going to eat? You're going to end up eating junk food. And we know the higher the junk food diet, ultra-processed mm. food, that is definitely putting you onto a pathway for not feeling better and then not being healthy long So can I uh, be scandalous and say if you hitch your wagon, no, if you hitch yourself to the organic wagon, I better not... S- Oh, sorry. I'll rephrase that. It's going to be a zinger, John. (laughs) If you're hitching yourself to the organic wagon, not because of the I'm supporting local people, not because of the nutritional thing, but because of the pesticide argument, I can't ever see you eating McDonald's because would you rather an unorganic apple or a Macca's burger? What's going to kill you? I'm going out on a limb to say the Macca's burger will be worse for you than the non-organic apple. Yeah, and and you're right, Claire. I think it's it's um, well, it's it comes from the ground, so it's it's from a mo- most natural position to begin with. Uh, we we can't absolutely guarantee that it's going to be squeaky clean and free of anything. Um, we've we've got to take um, we've got to eat, don't we? <laughs> we absolutely we absolutely do have to eat and that's what we're hoping no money no time was is that making a good zinger, easier though? for was that people a good zinger? it it was actually a little bit confusing yeah. to follow I'll be sure. honest <laughs> it, was so, a, it was a long bow to draw but yeah. you know okay so the bottom line message is eating as unprocessed food as you can it's higher in nutrients it's cheaper and it's going to give you all of the benefits of helping you feel better and mm. be healthier as well and i would usually say um, jokingly to someone like, thank you, Professor Science, for that answer. Yeah. I can say to you, you thank you, that. Professor Science. How long did it take you to get professorship? <laughs> yeah, quite a while. Like, yeah. There's a lot of hard work. but And I hope that when people use No Money, No Time, they have a totally enjoyable experience. And we've done the hard work, haven't we, Lee, in bringing that to fruition. To make it easy. Yeah, yeah Lee, because um, Lee threw me his laptop and I quickly did it before, like, the user experience is very good and for yes. this generation, <laughs> with everything we do, it's as least friction as possible. That's what we want. We want no friction with yeah. doing stuff. Oh, that's great to hear, Glenn, because we, when we did the testing with the site, we, we had people within the age group that we was targeting to test it continually and they provided a lot of feedback. So it's, it's really personalized and tailored to 18 to 25-year-olds. Um, so yeah, that's that's well, lucky. Lucky I squeeze into the uh, into that <laughs> yeah. age range. Anyone oh, can use it. In oh. fact, so in the sciencey stuff that we've done behind, it's actually the healthy eating quiz is you can you can be three or a hundred and three. The score comes out good. But we're really glad you enjoyed your user experience because we iterated and iterated, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And the and the the form that it emailed me, the PDF of my score, really good. I'm like looking at it now. It's got pictures of nuts. It's got so what it does, people, for those playing at home, it, on the first page it gives you your overall score. Then the second page it breaks down my score for vegetables. I won't mention my numbers. <laughs> um, okay, the fruit one because this is why I was harping on about fruit before. My fruit score is pretty good. Oh, good on you. Okay. Yeah. So what we hope, people, another thing that people and we've got recipes in there will learn to. Make their own tomato sauce at home or make a little bit of salsa or have a go at pesto. 
warning, you actually do need a stick blender for a lot of those ones. Right. Mm. And that's a good present to ask for for your birthday I don't have or a stick your Christmas. Well, Someone ask, asked me last week, do you have a stick yeah. blender? Yeah, you can buy them super handy. cheap, mm. you know, in some, in some of the shops. So, you know, you ask someone when it's your next birthday if they'll buy you one or for Christmas. Sweet. And with a, with a report as well, you also get tips underneath each food group of how you can improve it. And it also compares against people of the same age and sex as well. So you mm. com- compete against your friends. This That's is, right. This is actually, it's so good, isn't it, John? It's great. I'm just doing it now. Um, and he's doing it on his smartphone. I'm doing it on my very smartphone. Well, it's optimized yeah. for phones. Yeah. It's so. beautiful. Yeah, so while it. John does that, uh, we'll talk about the real issues. Yeah. Last question before I let both of you go get back to uh, your busy schedule. Uh, Melanie asks, which superfoods are actually worth the cost? Is there actually any value in paying twice as much for a kale coleslaw or, or cabbage when a cabbage coleslaw is $2 or $6 antioxidant-rich blueberries versus $3 strawberries? So, yeah, what's with all this superfood noise and what is superfood? Yeah, so there, there's a lot of noise out there about superfoods. Marketers dream, though. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and people buy into it, you know, it, yes, they make it yes, out I do. as well. Yes, I do. Certain foods are going to, you know, cure all diseases and it's, it's you know, it's this magnific- magnificent food. Um, but many of the claims are often unproven and not backed up by the evidence. Just simply increasing the volume and variety of fruit and vegetables is shown to reduce risk of disease. And, it, you know, it needn't be as costly as you know, spending $6 on, um, on what did they say? The cabbage, yeah. uh, kale's uh, coleslaw yeah. and antioxidant rich. So, Lee, I think we can absolutely reassure the listeners that there is no need to spend $30 on some rare berry picked by nymphs at dawn <laughs> from the east-facing <laughs> field. And the real superfoods are actually hiding right in front of your very eyes. When you walk into the supermarket, there they are. The vegetables and fruit that are in season, pick a variety and go by colour, like add a rainbow into your trolley and that is the real superfoods that are going to work for you from the inside out. Perfect. And just a very serious question uh, and I'll, um, I'll go to the professionals here. Is kale actually nice? Lee, is kale nice? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, you know, you can. There's different recipe, There's different versions it. of kale. We're in. The results are in. So yeah. Outstanding. John just got outstanding. So we have on his a winner. Score, Forty-seven out just, of seventy-three. Well, just. Well, you're in our top quintile. But just coming back to your kale question, yeah. there's different varieties. Curly kale is actually less bitter than regular kale. Now, I'm a super taster. I taste bitter compounds, but I have made a green curly kale pasta sauce that was absolutely to die for. So it's about being brave enough to experiment, never say never, come to no money, no time, use the quiz to launch your healthy eating, cheap, time-friendly recipes on our website. Yeah, and I would say it is just an amazing website. Mm, Great. Thanks. And done well. Little shotgun pop pop because... You have a 12.30 meeting, so we've got to go. What's your favourite food, Lee, that you like making that ticks every box? Yeah. Cheap, healthy, yum. So probably the vegetable frittata, and that's on no money, no time. And 
I think the good thing about that is you can just put any vegetables in there. If you've got any vegetables which are looking a little bit outdated and they're going to go out of date, throw, so them in. throw them all in. You can you can get all your five portions of veg in, in this frittata and you just need eggs, veg, and a bit of cheese. Oh, I can mm, make a nice. frittata. Yeah, it's I easy, didn't even it? know how to make one. Yeah, oh, made you've one changed later, my life. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you my fast homemade tomato sauce? Yes. Well, red capsicums are on special at the moment, like they're $4 a kilo. So you just need one oven tray and fill it up with a mix of red onions, red capsicum and tomatoes. When they're all roasted up nice, just get out your stick blender, splash of olive oil, splash of vinegar and um, a dollop of garlic and a splash of chilli sauce. Tomato sauce, Yum. two... To die for. Mouth-watering. And yeah. just put it over everything. It can make chicken taste nice. It can make a can of tuna taste nice. Is that recipe on the website? I'm going to check if that recipe is yeah, on the website. Yeah, get it on there. Yeah, but I've made it twice in the last two weeks because <laughs> oh, red wow, capsicums yeah. were on special again. Yeah. Wow. And so I had to make more and put it in the freezer. The one thing I've got out of this, in- insignificant in most people's lives, but frozen food or frozen fruit and veggies, more so veggies, um, I'm going to bring back because I, I'd gone off them because I, I thought, well, it doesn't make sense. They're in plastic. They're, they're, there's no nutritional value. I'm off them. When you go to the supermarket, better allow an extra five minutes because the variety is absolutely huge is yeah, amongst wow. the frozen veggies. Mm. And so having them in the freezer means even if it's end of shopping week, you haven't run out. And you've got yeah. something cheap Because the only thing, because of that, John, the only frozen food I've got is peas. Yeah. The rest I buy the... You know, my limited, as my score says, my limited selection of vegetables, <laughs> and you I use buy the, fresh. Use the peas to reduce the inflammation in your knees. Yeah, <laughs> it's an ice pack. All right, go away, John. We've got to go. Thank you so much, guys. Remember, no money, no time.com.au. Thank you so much, Dr. Lee Ashton, Professor Claire Collins. Our Thanks pleasure. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non-profit organization that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash au. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Proprietary Limited, trading as Sort Your Money Out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689.
Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.